Hey, what's up? It's Joe. Welcome to my Five Minute Friday for December 15th. So I'm currently hanging out in Paris, France, and uh, spent the last couple of days actually in Boston, Massachusetts at the um, Chief Data Officer and Chief AI Officer Summit over at Northeastern University. So shout out to Northeastern for hosting the event. And yeah, I mean, the, the um, crowd there was kind of the who's who of the C-suite and data. You know, I mean, you had uh, people from most of the big companies, most of the big institutions you can think of. So it was, it was cool to, you know, meet a lot of uh, new friends and, um, you know, and, and connect with the old ones. And the interesting thing that I, I, I noticed, there's a couple of threads here. One is the, you know, the introduction of these data roles into the C-suite is a relatively new phenomenon. I, I could, you know, chief data officer has been around um, not that long. And, you know, um, chief AI officer is uh, fairly new as well, which my, my good friend, Sol Rashidi, she was, I think by most accounts or all accounts, the first ch uh, chief AI officer in the world back in 2016. And, you know, so this is, um, you know, these a relatively uh, new C-suite position. And I got the impression, you know, from the panels and the discussions that I, I was, um, you know, listening to or a part of that data is still not really understood <laughs> at an executive level or a board level. And so maybe the notion is that we'll hire these, um, you know, data specific C-suite, um, you know, people to come in and you know, lead our data strategy and AI strategy and, and magical things will happen. And it kind of reminds me again, I've written about this in the past, but the, um, there's an old South Park meme called the underpants gnomes. And it's, it's basically goes like, um, you know, phase one, uh, collect underpants, phase two, question mark, phase three, profit. And this reminds me a lot of the conversations that I had in uh, Boston, you know, these um, C-level executives, right? I mean, they're brought in and the expectation is that because data is this magical thing, it's quote the new oil and all, this, uh, all these other cliches. Um, now AI is red hot, so everyone has to do AI. And, um, you know, uh, AI, you know, we'll take AI as an example. AI has a lot of backing of, uh, you know, boards and CEOs, but probably not for the reasons you think. I, I, I get the sense that a lot of this is being driven by FOMO, right? So, uh, you know, ChatGPT sort of blew the doors off of, the, you know, consumer interest in AI, and now every company needs to be an AI company. But if you look under the hood at what generative AI does, um, it's not a magical thing. It's a way to take inputs and produce outputs. But these inputs and outputs, um, they're in a lot of cases, these aren't anything uh, that extraordinary, right? You're, you, if I give you an input, uh, if I give a you know ChatGPT an, an input, like um, you know, write me a letter about such and such thing, it'll it'll do as good of a job as it can given the inputs it has. Uh, but this is not. Um, the same thing as, you know, um, an artificial general intelligence that's going to like run your entire company. Um, and so I think in a lot of cases, there's a lot of misunderstandings uh, about the capabilities of, you know, and I'll call it machine learning because I, I, I still don't really buy that we should call these things AI, but hey, that's what we're calling them. But I'm still going to call it machine learning today because I just feel like it. But, you know, these, these, um, you know, machine learning algorithms, they, they have their time and place, but we've been using machine learning for ages, right? We've been using it for things like, well, I won't even call forecasting machine learning, that's just stats, but, you know, classification and regression type problems, right? And now we have generative AI, which is, um, you know, more 
it's not it's a uh, non-discriminative type of um, machine learning. It, you know, you could, it, it generates content, and so there are certainly applications of generative AI. But I think the misnomer is that these technologies are going to, you know, just magically transform companies overnight. Um, again, as my friend Sol says, it's you know, imperative that you have a data strategy before you have an AI strategy. And my, my concern is that these companies are um, jumping headfirst in AI without knowing what's going to happen. And as I've written extensively, I feel like the um, chickens are going to come home, come home to roost, so to speak, on this, where uh, because the data strategy hasn't been thought through because the data foundations haven't been in place, uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, wasted motions, I hate to say, on these AI initiatives, and I feel like most of them will go nowhere. And so I'm very curious to see, you know, what a lot of this hype and interest around, quote, AI uh, leads to. Again, I, I, I think generative AI is awesome. I think there's a lot of uh, creative applications for this, uh, especially if you're in content. There's, there's, I use it all the time. You know, I, I personally use ChatGPT to... Uh, more as a um, you know a chat agent, and so it's just a friend I can talk to, right, and and just kind of have a dialogue with, and it comes up with some surprisingly awesome things. But you know these capabilities of generative AI compared to what I think board members and you know CEOs expect of this, I think there's a giant gap. Again, it's the underpants uh, gnomes uh, argument where uh, let's do AI, <laughs> right? Question mark and then profit. Uh, the question mark is where all the hard stuff happens. That's your data strategy. That's uh, you know laying the foundations. That's getting quick wins and so forth. Um, you know, and and using ChatGPT, the commercially available or enterprise available the option is um, maybe for internal use cases is great. Uh, for stuff that's customer facing, that's um, I don't know that I would do that. But hey, you know it's free world. You can do what you want. So yeah, anyway, I'm curious to see where this goes. I, I just felt like, you know, there was a massive gap between the uh, interest in doing AI and just the practical realities of what companies are willing to invest to get there. And that's basically my point. So underpants gnomes are probably going to strike again because I don't get the impression that, you know, companies are going to outlay infinite amounts of money. I feel like this is just something that, you know, companies want to check the list of saying that they're doing AI, uh, but... You know, I've been through several of these hype cycles before uh, when it comes to making the real, the real investment of time and effort. Uh, that's where I think a lot of these things fall short. So hopefully I'm wrong. I, I would love to see um, you know, machine learning and, quote, AI uh, take off and, and you know, uh, companies realize its fullest potential. But I, I've just seen time and time again the, the willingness to invest um, you know, for real in these types of things is, is often uh, lacking uh, over a, the duration that is really required to get there. So... Anyway, shout out to all my uh, CDO and CA, uh, CAIO friends. Uh, there's a lot of vowels in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just keep fighting the good fight and oh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll make progress as an industry. But I think it's just, you know, as I keep ranting, these are, these are the bigger problems that, as an industry that we keep facing. Again, it's just uh, putting the time and the, the attention and the effort in to do all the hard work. That's, that's where, you know, I think we need to focus our attention. And unfortunately, because we're motivated by quick wins. Um, that is the disconnect. Anyway, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee or a, uh, a nice espresso in Paris. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. And have a good one. Bye-bye.